know how I love to start Saturdays, right? With a smile. I mean, did you start your day off with a smile? If you're saying no, then go back and start again right now in this day. So what does that mean? Smile. Just take a moment, take a deep breath and smile. For some people, smiling is really hard. And you know what I have found? I thought that people that don't have like teeth anymore find it more difficult to smile. And remember, teeth are bones. But actually, I have discovered that it's the people with the teeth. And what I like to call the good teeth are the ones that don't smile hardly ever. So shame on you if you have all of those good teeth. It was so funny. I was listening to my mom talk to a friend. <laughs> my mom is 80. And she told her, yeah, do you still have all of your teeth? And I was like, wow, that is a conversation. Hmm, that's a topic. That's not my topic right now, thank the Lord. But I'm grateful for all of my teeth. Now, listen, I am not poking fun at the people that wear dentures because that is something I've had to respect all of my life. My grandmother had dentures. Now my mom has dentures. And I pray, Lord, I don't want those, but I will be done, okay? But <laughs> do you ever put contingencies in your Lord's Prayer? Uh, the Lord does that, you know. He allows for that. He does that. What do you mean he does that? He allows for the contingencies. You know, he intercedes for us. Did you not know that? Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. What's that? My email address. So whenever you're listening to Carrying the Burden right here with me, Lorraine Carroll, Every Saturday at 1030 for you radio listeners that are listening live right here on K-Praise, you can email me while you're listening. Say, hey, Lorraine, what did you mean by that? You know, I really can relate to that. Wait, can you help me understand that a little better? I don't think I understand that fully. Yeah, just email me, Lorraine, right here, KPRZ, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. It's that simple. Now, for some of you, you've been telling me, well, I don't email. That's fine. And some of you have been asking for a number to call. Guess what? We've heard what you've had to say, and we're listening. We want to hear from you and see first what you want most. Do you want to call? Some are like, no, I don't want to be on the show. Fine, no problem. You can call me and leave me a message. Leave me a voicemail. We'll be talking about that. So get these questions ready about the teeth. Now, for all of you dentists listening, yes, this is your big opportunity. We can have a chat about seniors and losing their teeth, converting to dentures. It's a thing. I saw my mom go through it. It's funny now, but it was awful for me as a caregiver back then. Why? Because I had to deal with the stress of my mother losing her teeth. Listen, she lost her teeth. Like, gradually. They didn't all fall out in a day. So the first phase of losing her teeth, it was like, oh, darn, I've lost a tooth. And she was like, oh, well. And my mother wasn't the pro-dentist type. Sorry, any active dentist, retired dentist, dental assistants, please don't be offended. My mom just didn't like the dentist. Well, she raised me polar opposite so that I would... Love the dentist. And I was that every six months. Oh, it's time to go. Hey, I, I got to make it to the dentist. It's going to be three days and it'll be six months. That was me. And blessedly, I say that, my word to just say, hey, <laughs> I still have some teeth here. So 
listen, if you don't have teeth, I want you to hear me out. Have you smiled lately? I'm telling you, it's been proven in my lifetime. I've watched the people. They tend to smile more when they don't have teeth. Why? Because actually, teeth are not the thing that inhibits us from smiling. So what is it? Actually, our gratitude is what promotes the smile. So then does ingratitude promote not smiling? I thought about that, and I had to think about it again. Are we ungrateful out here in America? I'm going to talk about America because this week we've celebrated uh, the history of the independence in America. And it made me wonder as I watched the news and I watched the celebrations all across the country this week, but then I saw some of the tragedies in my beautiful country, and I said, have we lost our gratitude, the freedom, the very freedom? I was having a great time. We the people in order to form a more perfect union. Yeah, I actually learned that by heart, not because I had to in school, but because I learned a song and it taught it to me. You remember those days? Yeah. And so I just sang the song and had a good time. And then I thought about the essence of freedom. See, people that are inhibited don't smile as well a lot of times because of what's in their heart and what's not in their heart. So if you don't have gratitude in your heart, more than likely you're not going to smile as much. For me, I am grateful. I am of the grateful group. We're going to be talking about that. But you need to understand that being grateful is an option. It's not a requirement. Now, you can challenge me on this. I do know a scripture that says in the Bible, and everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you. I do know that one. I'm looking for the scripture that talks about us being grateful. Oh, well, what's the difference? You tell me. Are you listening right now? Are you thinking about it? Let's start with the things that you're not grateful for such as now make your list. Go ahead. I'll wait. <laughs> I'm right here because I do it often. And then I tell the Lord, forgive me. Will you please Jesus? I didn't mean to take that for granted, but I do. And I am sorry. See, we've talked about this before as a caregiver. We are often taken for granted Nobody really appreciates what we do. Nobody really cares because they don't have to do it. Uh, yeah, some of that stuff that's, I don't know, 2 o'clock in the morning that you weren't expecting, and you have to clean it up and figure out what you want to do with all the odors. And, oh, yeah, it comes in different forms. Yes, as long as there's an ability to excrete for some of us that have to clean up things. And for those of you that have gone really far, sometimes it just comes in a bag. What do you mean comes in a bag? There are people connected to devices, and those devices have bags connected to them, and those bags have to be changed. And there's no set time necessarily. You just have to live life with them and be as efficient and proficient as you can. Did you catch all of that? So for those of you that are not executing that type of care, be grateful. Because there are some caregivers that have to. Some caregivers even have to 
execute care where they have to make decisions often. And it creates pressure. It creates stress. And it can provoke anger at times. Why? Because being overwhelmed isn't convenient. Am I supposed to smile then, Lorraine? Yes. So I am going to refer back to and everything give thanks. No, no, you don't really understand. I do understand. And I thought about that and I meditated on it for a while. And so what I decided to share today is it's not about what you do versus what I do. It's about how you respond to what you do. (laughs) Did you catch that? I was an only child. If you've been listening to this show for a while, you know that and understand my position about that. There are blessings, but there are also losses, and some people would even call it curses, for being an only child. I've had people come from families of 10 and say, oh, you didn't have anybody to play with. I said, yes, I did. (laughs) When you're an only child, you become more creative. And if you have to sit the dolls around or the stuffed animals, hey, you can still have a gathering and have a good time (laughs) when you're four. It makes sense to you. So, As an adult, I've kind of stolen those concepts, and I encourage myself now in the Lord, very much like David did, because there are times when I don't have anybody to pat me on the back and say, oh, you're doing a great job, Lorraine. Fabulous work, Lorraine. Oh, all of this that you're doing to take care of your mom, she is blessed. Yeah, so caregivers, what are you supposed to do when nobody commends you? You encourage yourself and you say, wow, I did that really quickly. Hmm. Most people would have still been cleaning this up and you laugh because laughter is good medicine. That's what my Bible says. So when you feel a little down, when you feel a little out, there was this really cool lady. Her name was Carol back in the 70s. And I remember growing up hearing this song and I could feel the sadness. It was almost like somberness. And then another lady named Roberta came along. She sang it too in the 70s. And the first word she would say was, uh, well, here, here's the first word. When? 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 Yes. Like when you're down and out. And I never understood what being down and out was at seven years old. I just didn't really relate to it. But now that I'm a lot older than seven, I can relate to being down and out. And for some reason, the idea of having a friend didn't really cross my mind that I would need that support at seven. Because I told you I had my dolls and my stuffed animals. They were my support group. Hey, don't judge me. It worked for me. It still does. Because now I have the Lord and all of his consolation. But for those of us that had to deal with life as an only child. Some of those good characteristics and traits, they've carried over. Being down and out is not a bad thing. It's about how you react to it. Can you smile through your trial? That's what matters. It doesn't matter if you have teeth. (laughs) You don't need the teeth to smile. Now, if you're some dentist or, you know, you know something I don't, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. I can agree with you. Teeth allow for support, for a better smile, sure. Teeth will allow for you to, let's say, be able to hold it longer, perhaps. I don't know the science behind smiling, but what I do know is the emotional, mental, 
and spiritual effect of smiling. And I gathered that concept years ago. See, when I was little, I didn't have the trials that I have now. But once I did become an adult and I started having those trials, because my Bible says that we're going to have them. We're going to have trials. We're going to have problems. We're going to have issues. We're going to have things we cannot control. So what about you? How do you react to the things you cannot control? Do you get an attitude? Do you have a, hey, I see caregivers break down all the time. And if you feel like, oh, well, I'm not a caregiver, but you still break down. And I've told you on this show, you are a caregiver if you care. Contingency, that's always the equation here on carrying the burden. If you care, and if you're a Christian contingency, right, you should care. Yes, I have Bible on that. So keep that in mind. When you care by default, what are you doing? Making a decision. Am I going to give this care? Am I going to render and share care? We all have opportunities to do that. From something as simple as detaching the shopping cart for the person that's about to grab one to walk into the store. It's really easy. And yes, we're post-COVID. Some of us are over it. Some of us are not. Hey, carry some hand sanitizer. Do what works for you. But in the meantime, you can still make decisions spontaneously to share care. The way you do that is by practicing through the hard times. Because when you can care during the hard times, it's so much easier to care when the burdens become hard to bear. And one of the ways I have found to release the stress of care is to smile. (laughs) And sometimes I even laugh. So what does that mean? Here we go. I want you to remember these concepts. I developed the ability to smile through the trial from the idea of I live in today. I'm not worried about tomorrow. Yesterday is over. Thank you, Mary, Mary. But today, today, the day that I'm in, Psalm 118 and 24, this day that I'm in, I'm supposed to rejoice and be glad. I have yet to see people frowning and being joyful and then have the audacity to have more joy, like rejoice again, again, oh, and again. Thanks, Israel. Okay, so... Some of you might have caught those songs and singers, but for those of you that did not, we have a choice to rejoice. Smiling helps. So when you're frustrated, when you're down, when you're out, and some of you want to call somebody, you want to call your sister, you want to call your friend, you want to call your big brother, you want to call your spouse, right? The song said, you've got a friend. That's what it said. You've got a friend. Well, I I respect Carol King a lot, and I respect her music. I believe Roberta Flack also sang the song. But either way, when I was a kid, I didn't know that there's a friend that is beyond a friend. Because this friend is the example. I call it the primary purposed friend. So when friends are not available, by default, you've got a friend. Thanks, Carol King. (laughs) So at this point... Here's what you do, because this month we're focusing on the Do Be Live series. So what do you do when you do have a bad attitude, when you don't want to participate, when you 
just are tired and sick and tired and tired of people and places and things. I told you they're called the nouns. You have options always. Today, the idea is to smile through the trial. Force yourself to smile. Most people frown more than smile in the course of a day. That is proven scientifically. There are statistics on it. Look them up. And when you find them or don't find them, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. Let me know. That is available to you anytime, 24 hours a day at your convenience. So when you find it, email me the facts that you found, and I'll email you back and show you what I found as well. Smiling as you go through life makes it a lot easier, especially with your enemies. Those, you know, some people, oh, she's so fake. She's always smiling in my face. Yeah, well, for some people, they are fake. For others of us, it's a form of strength because we remember this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. Now, I might not be joyful about you in that moment. I might not be joyful about cleaning up disposed waste. Did you catch that in that moment? But I find a way to laugh, and once I laugh, it produces a smile. Figure out what works for you to produce your smile. Figure out what it takes for you to get a smile out of yourself. What does it take for you to do what you need to do, to execute, perform, accomplish, exert, care? Care? Yes. See, when you're a caregiver, you always have to do something. Yes. I told my mom yesterday, there are about 263 things I have to do for you in the course of a day, sometimes more. She said, oh, you're exaggerating, Lorraine. I said, would you like me to count? I'll show you as we go. And she said, Never mind. I said, right, because I've actually done the count. Uh, I am not exaggerating. And sometimes it's more. For every motion, every thought, there was something that had to be rendered to accomplish. Do you not know all of those words have to do with do? Yes, as in do, the verb. Yes, one of the shortest words that many of us Take for granted because we are always doing something, always busy, always thinking, always performing, always executing, always having to deal with, always having to accept or support. Those are rooted in do, D-O, the basic verb. There's so many definitions. Why don't you look in the dictionary and figure out which one you relate to the most? But one that I related to, a portion of the day that is allotted to work. Oh, wow. I never thought about it like that. See, some of us go to jobs and some of us don't anymore. Sometimes people work at home or from home. Sometimes people are retired. But you still are doing something. What did you do today? What are you doing today? You have plans, right? It's early. Early in the day, you have plans for today. What do you plan to do today in the day that the Lord has made? What do you want to do today? What are you going to do today? One of the first things people have to do in the morning is plan their day. And when they plan their day, oftentimes they usually don't include the Lord. (gasps) Wait, what? You heard me. Most people don't write down on their to-do list, read a scripture. Pray, meditate on the goodness of the Lord. Whatever phrasing you want to use. But I'm telling you, most people don't include the Lord in their to-do list. We're going to be talking about do, be, live. It's the series for this month of July, 
And one of the things that you have to remember, when you are caring, you are doing what? That's the question. The goal is to accomplish a thing. And that is the definition of do. So when you accomplish it, you've done it. Now, I'm not going to teach grammar. You're going to have to go back and review that one for yourself. Past, participle, some of you were like, you couldn't even spell that word. Yeah, don't worry about it. As long as you can understand from where I'm coming, do know this. Did you hear me? Do know. See, it takes work even to know, yes, that it's your prerogative to include the Lord in the day. He doesn't force you to put him in your day. He doesn't say, hey, you you have to think about me. No, he doesn't. He gives us what's called the option, <laughs> free will. You don't have to. But here's the thing. The scripture clearly says, regardless of what you do, the thing that happens the best when you do it is understanding. This is the day that the Lord has made. The question becomes, now, in this interim, since you've made that declaration, the Bible says it. It's not me yelling at you. It's a declaration. It's in the Psalms. That means it's probably with music. So the question becomes, what kind of music? I just don't hear that being somber music. Even in my little Christian hood life, I've celebrated now 37 years of Christianity I haven't heard any slow music about this is the day the Lord has made. All of the songs that I've heard all of my Christian life have been upbeat. If you know of one, let me know, com. I haven't heard it yet. Maybe you're writing it. Why is it to the slow beat? I don't know. In the meantime, this is the day that the Lord has made. There's no Selah there. Some people are like, Selah, what? What is that? Well, for those that study Hebrew in the traditional Bible, it's a long pause. But I didn't see one right there. So that lets me know this is the day, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. All of that is infused together. It's one big thought. So you need a reason to smile. I always say start with the fact that you're alive. Because somebody got bad news. I even got a text this morning and said, my sister-in-law died. You know, every day someone is dying. My mom used to tell me that. But you're alive today. And I didn't get it because I took it for granted. What, life? Yes, we still take life for granted. Even at 80, my mom confesses to me sometimes as she looks over her phone book and has to cross out names of people that have passed away once she's ready. Because sometimes she's not ready to cross their names out just yet. She has to deal with the fact that they're not alive anymore. But you have life today. So at least smile about that. Yes, someone didn't make it. Someone's listening to this show right now and may be dealing with news of loss. Yes. Oh, Jesus. Some of us are that insensitive. Yes, we are and can be. We're insensitive to the fact that someone lost someone. Oftentimes we are because when people are not smiling, we don't know why. So what we have to do is choose to rejoice regardless of them not smiling back. Oh, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Many of us expect, well, let's say a lot of us, a lot of us expect people to smile back at us when we smile at them. Because what's the first thing we say in our subconscious? Rude. Yeah, we take offense Smile anyway. I told you, smile through the trial. That might have been a test from God just to see how you're going to react. 
I'm not God. And my Bible says we don't know his thoughts, don't know his mind. But I just like to pretend. I wonder what God thinks about that. That's what I say to myself when I judge myself. I'm my own personal examiner. And I have to catch myself and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? I got to do better. Can you help me? Because I need my smiles to be genuine. I need my smiles to be real. I need my smiles to make sense to me. So what about you? Regardless of anyone returning the smile back, are you going to be able to smile at them? Do you know how many teeth you have? Work with what you have. (laughs) Hey, whatever it takes for you to smile, whatever it takes for you to try and smile, Whatever it takes for you to remember Psalm 118.24, do what you need to do. I actually copy scriptures onto my calendar so they pop up in my phone at random times seemingly. But for me, it's all strategic in the Lord's great plan because sometimes I need to be reminded, hey, even at 12 midnight, yeah, it's still the day, no matter how you define it. And it's always the day that the Lord has made. You've been listening to Carrying the Burden. No, not like carrying a bag, C-A-R-I-N-G. Carrying the Burden with me, Lorraine Carroll. Everywhere, globally, podcasted, or listen right here on KPRZ, 1210 AM in sunny San Diego. Every week at 1030. 